from Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, located in downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Note to Future Me. I'm Brett Johnson, owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Note to Future Me is dedicated to interviewing businesses and organizations who have implemented podcasting into their marketing strategy. In this episode, I talk with Jason Flegel and Adam Bankhurst, co-hosts of Grow Like a Pro podcast from Genesis Marketing Group. At the time of the recording, the podcast is just under a year old. Their podcast is a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner. They spotlight growth tips and success stories from entrepreneurs from all walks of life as they teach you how to, as they say, grow like a pro. I know one of the great takeaways you'll get from the podcast is how the two share duties as co-hosts. Ideally, co-hosts should divide the work in half, and these two talk about how they do just that. If your business is using podcasting as a marketing or branding tool, I would love to showcase your podcast. Go to notetofutureme.com and scroll down to my booking calendar. You can find all this information in the show notes as well. I'll have a full transcript on the podcast website and circle270media.com. And as always, thanks for taking notes with me. start off and talk about, we're going to balance this podcast with uh, business and nonprofit. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm a true believer that businesses need to give back to the community. And, and I want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about nonprofits that you work with, whether it's time, uh, treasure, talent. Um, let's talk about those. What, what, which one do you work with? Or maybe it's a multitude of them. Yeah. Um, Adam, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So, well, I... I worked at the basement doctor for about eight years and I was the IT manager and the basement doctor and Ron Greenbaum himself is very into working with nonprofits and charitable organizations. And we've worked with, I mean, the Ronald McDonald house and we've worked with autism speaks and we've worked with the, uh, I mean, um, all these other groups that really do a lot of good in the community. And so I started doing that. And in addition, personally, I am big into gaming and technology. And I, there's a charity called Extra Life that is basically like a gaming marathon. So instead of running for 24 hours, you're gaming for 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. so I started awesome. a movement in Columbus back in 2011, and we're raising money for Nationwide Children's Hospital. So we work with Ohio State and Buckeye Thon, their big dance marathon. And we've raised, I mean, over, I think about $250,000 over the past maybe four or five years. Right. Just Helping kids and playing games is kind of what we say. And recently we've got gotten involved in Pelotonia, the big bike ride. And I've for the last two years I've done 100 miles. And we've worked on the board with um, Kelly and uh, – um, oh, my God. Kelly and Maria Durant. And we are really, really passionate about doing that stuff because it's it's just so important and there's so many good causes. And it's nice to just get out there and meet people and see people doing amazing stuff in the community. So it's just – it's a big passion of mine and of the company's. Mm-hmm. That's Good. awesome. Yeah, and for uh, for me, Brett, um, I've always been passionate about wanting to give back. I love to, especially being kind of in the world of business development and you know coming alongside businesses and business owners and helping them solve their challenges. Um, nonprofits, uh, giving back to them has always been something I love to do. So um, right now, I'm actually working with two really cool nonprofits. The first one is um, Autism Power. 
with uh, Tony Iacampo is the the founder of that organization. So we're actually working on kind of getting that that off the ground. Um, but it's basically a balance between a nonprofit and a social enterprise. So there's a lot of businesses actually in Columbus, um, up in the Delaware area, um, that are that are kind of getting involved. So they're going to you know donate some space within the company to have children with autism come in and actually work like a, a real job. Uh, so the whole idea is to kind of equip um, individuals with autism to, you know, live a normal life or as normal as they can. Um, so it's really awesome. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Uh, we, uh, we actually have um, Austin St. John, the original Red Power Ranger on the board. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of attention um, coming towards the organization. So I just feel kind of honored, um, you know, to help be a part of that and develop the organization with Tony. Um, and then I, I also give back to um, an organization called InTeam. So J.D. Bergman uh, was a wrestler at Ohio State, one of the best wrestlers in the world, uh, incredible friend of mine too. Um, but I'm on the advisory board with that organization. So uh, they have a for-profit arm and a non-profit arm, uh, but it's a, a faith-based organization that you know is all about sharing positive messaging to help people um, overcome the depression, the anxiety that they're facing. The whole idea is, um, you know, we're, we're inundated with negative things in our world today. So JD wanted to create a positive platform that lifts people up rather than, you know, kind of drags people down. So those are my two um, nonprofits that are, you know, kind of taking some of my time. Uh, I'm obviously really passionate about them too. So I love to you know, love to help them out the best way possible. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, because I think that it also gives spotlight to a lot of nonprofits we don't even know exists. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they're doing great work, great work. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your professional backgrounds uh, to set the stage, and then we can get into uh, Grow Like a Pro podcast. Um, Jason, let's start with you in regards <laughs> to where you started and and yeah, how yeah. brings you here today. Yeah. So I have a like most people, uh, they have you know have, have a really kind of pivot points in life. So I actually graduated from college with a biology pre med uh, degree. <laughs> so I was accepted early um, to medical school at LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. Um, and at that at that time in college, my junior senior year, I got involved in doing uh, political consulting work. So uh, different organizations were, you know, they wanted to know a little bit more information on social issues. So I kind of did research with them, financial research, and kind of put all of that data in a fun, interactive way to display at different events and conferences and that kind of thing. Uh, And then it kind of opened up more into doing, you know, I I would... uh, create pitch decks for them. I started to do some business development for these organizations and political think tanks. So um, I was like, wow, man, I don't think that, you know, medical school might be a good fit for me because I, I loved what I was doing. I was like, wow, these people, you know, to me, it was and it's kind of second nature to me. It's like I look at I can see issues that I'm like, you know, if I were in you guys's position, this is kind of what I would be doing or thinking about. Um, so I, I respectfully declined, you know, my offer to medical school and kind of uh, st- uh, stepped out into the dark, I guess. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I pursued that, um, ended up doing a, uh, m- uh online MBA program part time through MVNU, uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene University here in the Columbus area. 
And um, halfway through the program, I was like, you know, as an entrepreneur, as someone that's kind of in the trenches working with these organizations on a day-to-day basis, I just didn't feel like I was getting the information from that program that I really, you know, wanted to uh, wanted to know. So I ended up dropping out and teaching myself web development. Um, so I ended up getting a, a job after that uh, at a digital agency, uh, a short stint there, then worked at Abercrombie & Fitch as one of their web developers. Uh, and then sh- after that, worked as the digital director uh, with a company called Story Builders out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and that's where you know I was exposed to working with some incredible people and brands. I uh, had the opportunity to work with the John Maxwell Company, the Ziegler Corporation, uh, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, um, and so many other people, you know, that would be like somewhat recognizable. Um, so that was awesome. And then I left that company in January of 2018 uh, and then connected with the uh, guys at the basement doctor. <laughs> I actually applied for a web developer position with them. Um, and that's when Mike Styers, the president mm-hmm. of Genesis Marketing Group, was like, man, I need to have a conversation with this guy, bring him in the office and see what he's all about, see if he's making up, you know, his background. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully, you know, Mike and I uh, hit it off pretty quick. And Jamie, the web and digital manager, uh, I hit it off with him really well. Um, so, yeah, I'm the uh, business growth strategist now with that company and then, you know, doing the Grow Like a Pro show with Adam. So, I, I just feel really blessed to be in a position to add value, you know, to other people who are trying to serve customers or, you know, uh, if it's a nonprofit, serve the people that they're trying to serve. So I love that. Great. Adam. Hey, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have a, as I mentioned previously, I was the IT manager of the basement doctor mm-hmm. for about eight years. But it's interesting because I graduated from Ohio State with a business degree in marketing. So I went, I had, you know, I had big business background and my father and other people in my family are huge in the business world and I wanted to get into that world. But I, like I said, I also love technology. So after college, I went down and actually worked with my father a little bit because he had a big real estate company. So I just kind of learned some of the business and it was fun just to work with him for a little bit and get my feet wet. And then I found the opportunity at the basement doctor and their IT like department was basically a storage closet at that time <laughs> and you know they were using cassette tapes for backups and certain things and it was it was wasn't a huge importance and i just saw a need i saw something that that could really help the company so i just dove in learned everything kind of learned with i mean just run it on the ground as soon as i could and developed that company over like i said eight years and brought all their servers up to the cloud got everyone new computers upgraded cell phones and VoIP phone systems and the internet and all this stuff and really made the base, took the basement doctor to a different level as far as technology has, has gone. And as I started growing, it's, it's getting to that point where I'm kind of, was kind of hitting a ceiling, you know, like there's only so much more I could do at this point. And I had a lot of ambitions and goals and dreams. And I really have a huge creative side because, um, as I mentioned, I did have a marketing degree and alongside my gaming and technology love, I also write for one of the biggest websites in the world, IGN.com. So I'm an editor there or a news writer there and I've been working there. So that's something that has worked hand in hand with my charitable things with Extra Life Mm -hmm. and with Nationwide. So I wanted to transition into something where I was able to kind of combine both of my loves. So that's when Genesis happened and Mike came and spoke to me and was like, hey, we're looking for 
uh, somebody like a chief strategy officer, someone who's able to have a vision of how where we want to go, what technology to use, what venues we need to go to, who's up on some of the new trends and stuff like that. And it kind of fell into place. And I knew that that was the best decision for me because I was able to still use my love of technology and be able to help help people and solve problems and be that kind of go to person, but also get more into the creative side and hopefully merge, like I said, my two loves of technology and gaming and business and marketing and helping people. And as far as podcasting goes, kind of where we'll get into this a little bit, but I'd been podcasting since about 2012, 2013, and I started a gaming technology podcast and some other ones that I've done with some other people. So it's another thing that I love to do. And Genesis afforded me the opportunity to make that into something that could really help people and help businesses and help people trying to achieve their dreams and goals. So Mm -hmm. it's been a little bit of of everything to get me to this point. Yeah. Well, that's a good transition. So how did the process begin about talking about this podcast for Genesis? Yeah. It, it, I mean, it really just started because once again, I, I did have background in podcasting. Right. So mm-hmm. one the podcast I do called The Gamer's Advocate, I, we've been doing it. And since we do have a studio and stuff, I was able to record there in certain times. So it just, it's, it was something that we talked about. And you know, podcasting is a huge form of entertainment at media. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different shows from, you know, murder serials or mm-hmm. different, you know, <laughs> business things or comedy stuff or yeah. politics and everything. And it's just, it's such a great way to get information out there. It's such a great way to learn stories, to hear people's successes and failures and mm-hmm. learn something truly valuable. And, you know, at Genesis, we really do try to position ourselves as authentic and transparent. And we really mm-hmm. do want to grow alongside a business. But, as you know, you're familiar with, there's there's a million marketing agencies. There's a million advertising agencies. So we really are trying to say, well, like, how can we separate ourselves? I mean, obviously, by being good people and by really showing that we care and not just having some cookie-cutter template and kicking people out the door. Mm-hmm. But we thought of this idea of grow like a pro because it's such a great way because when we're helping people, we want to get their message out. We're a marketing agency. What better way than to have a business owner or entrepreneur come and tell their story Mm-hmm. Tell their successes, tell their failures, learn about them, learn what they like to do, what, what their hobbies are outside of work, because it endears you to that person. Mm-hmm. It makes you have that other thing instead of just seeing some website and seeing some company. You're seeing people, you're seeing faces. And we think that that's hugely important because people's stories deserve to be told. And there's some incredible knowledge and things that you can learn from people that you would maybe have never run into in your normal everyday life. So how did you two connect to do this as co-hosts for the podcast? <laughs> I think it was kind of, I don't know, a natural progression. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it was. Because I mean, yeah, like Adam balances me out, and I think okay. I kind of balance Adam Definitely. out, too. Because <laughs> okay. Adam's like more, I don't know, like you're you're always more energetic than me. <laughs> I'm like a five-year-old, basically, <laughs> is how I like to say it. Like when I, when I listen to like some of our audio playback, I'm like, man, Adam is like so so much more exciting than I, or at least you know I don't think anyone really likes the sound of their own voice. But I think Adam has a good balance to my voice and vice versa. So, but yeah, I I was talking with Mike one day and I was just like, you know, we need to think about. I think ways to differentiate ourselves and uh, focus on different niches that, you know, really bring people into the door. And exactly like Adam said, is um, not in a a negative way, but disarm people from, hey, we just want to kind of take your money. 
that's not what we're about. We're, we're really focused on building relationships with people. And then through those relationships, we can kind of figure out, oh, you, you're facing this issue. You know, everyone's facing issues on a daily basis. So why not be, you know, as a community, offering our different services back and forth with each other? Because together, you know, it's synergy. It's about by working together, you know, we can have a, a stronger um, uh, output than if we all tried to go and do our own thing. So talking with Mike, he was like, well, you know, we had kind of kicked around the idea of like this grow like a pro, uh, you know, a a little while back. And I'm like, man, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I had heard that Adam, you know, was doing the Gamers Advocate. I'm like, yeah, let's do a podcast. So I think Adam and I kind of talked first and we're like, okay. We went out to lunch, actually. We went to Jay's, which I don't know if you're familiar with, (laughs) Mm -hmm. in Reynoldsburg. Great Chinese restaurant, I must say. We should have recorded that (laughs) conversation. We just just had that conversation (laughs) like we were doing a podcast, but because that was always our goal. We wanted to be conversational. We want it to be mm-hmm. friends talking. Mm-hmm. We want it to do that. So the first step is make sure we're compatible and friends. Yeah, sure. And, you know, Jason's background, he's very out there. He's very outgoing. He talks to people. He's talked to a bunch of business owners and worked with worked closely with some very successful people. So as as great as our team was, I mean, we have so many different people from so many different avenues that, yeah. that bring so much value to our team. But when looking at the, you know, the potential people for a co-host, Jason's kind of skills kind of aligned with what we were looking for and what we were trying to accomplish with Mm -hmm. Grow Like a Pro. Mm -hmm. So from the first discussion, the lunch, Mm -hmm. to first episode published, how long of a process was that? How how long, many months, weeks? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a few months. I mean, well, actually we did, we did Ron's episode like right away, (laughs) Adam. So our latest, our latest episode, (laughs) um, which is Ron Greenbaum, we had a conversation with him and it was actually before we upgraded some of our equipment and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was actually back in May. Okay. So we started this conversation back then. It was funny because I was editing the show and publishing and I looked and I'm like, that was May. Oh my God! What? Was, it didn't feel that long ago. But I mean, like you said, that's time flies with these yeah. kind of things. Well, it was from so we did that episode with Ron, and like Adam said, our equipment, you know, was not where it needed to be. But I think Ron was coming into town. Um, Knowing and, his schedule, yeah, you exactly. Catch you when, you it when you can get it. You bet. Yeah, so we kind of like we we threw the uh, the studio together and then kind of used that as our kickoff time so we were like let's use this as our our, our momentum mm-hmm. to kind of get going so we use that uh, time to kind of start to get more equipment and, you know, uh, start to reach out to potential guests. So, uh, yeah, after uh, Ron's episode, it was probably a few months where, you know, we scheduled our first guest to come in um, and then record from there. And then it's been really consistent so far. Good. So two hosts, how do you handle duties? Mm-hmm. What do you handle? What do you handle, uh, you know, without stepping on each other's toes? Right. I know <laughs> yeah. where we're... What each is supposed to do for each episode. So we we like to. I mean, obviously we're co-hosts and we do things. But I would say that I sometimes take. I I, I my one of my goals is. I do the editing and the publishing and making that, and Jason does more some of the back end stuff, gets it ready to post to the website and do things. And then, depending on who the guest is, we'll do like a questionnaire that we'll send to each other, like a Google Doc. And depending on who brought in the guest, they'll kind of put together something, and then we'll share it out with them and with us. And then while we're recording, we'll you know be live in that Google Doc, kind of adjusting and like changing questions and saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you do this one, or we're going to switch to this topic, or we're going to go depending on the conversation," because. We believe, I mean, you, you sent us a great roadmap for this podcast too, but I think it's super, super important to have an outline and kind of a roadmap of where you're going, but not to be so beholden to it mm-hmm. because we right. like it to be fluid and be able to go down a side street or take a different tangent. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we we started doing that is we 
got a group of questions together and we've evolved it as we go, but we kind of jump on the fly, but just have a general idea of where we're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, Brett, every guest is different. Yeah, <laughs> some so, people are comfortable it, with it. Which does make aren't. it fun. Yeah, yeah it does. Absolutely. Honestly, yeah, because so, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, exactly. Is, like Adam and I, you know, we, um, well, Adam's such a, he's a much better speaker, I think, on the spot than I am. <laughs> so just with my kind of personality, I like to have more of a framework or a template that I'm kind of working from. So for me, it's nice to have that in place, like if we're working with a guest who's, you know, kind of more similar to me, um, where, you know, they might need to write more things out or they might need to see the questions, that kind of thing in front of them. Um, and then, you know, other guests, they they might not even need to see that any of the like somewhat prepared questions at all. Yeah, like Ron, we could have talked for like probably four or five hours yeah. with no prompts. He could just go forever. But yeah, yeah some people a need a little speaker. more. Yeah, a little more order, yeah, which is no, nothing sure. wrong with that. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you have any other uh, people at Genesis helping you with the podcast or input listening uh, each episode, kind of giving you critique a little bit so or, actually, or with the process itself. Yeah, it so it's, it's a huge team effort. I mean, we have our developers or designers that created the logo and create things mm-hmm. and all that stuff. We have our developers along with Jason who helped get it ready to push on the website and to do all that stuff. And, you know, Mike and other people help getting it out there with SEO and helping with all these things. And mm-hmm. we actually... Once another idea that, that we're kind of working on too with our with our show is to do little mini podcasts with each of the employees to mm-hmm. give them like you know when you go to an about us page you can learn about the people that are actually working on your projects and stuff. Yeah. So once again, it's that's that's what's so awesome about Genesis is everyone kind of works together for that same goal and is very mm-hmm. excited about everything. And you know some people are a little more shy than others and are a little hesitant to being on the show, but <laughs> but besides yeah. that, everyone kind of does their part. But yeah, the main help I think is getting the message out there, posting on necessary social social networks, helping with the development and any type of logos or assets and artwork we need. And yeah, listening to and giving us feedback of what, yeah. what they liked, what they didn't, maybe what, what else that we should look for, what other types of questions we could ask mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. With any project up from a business, putting something out there, no matter what it is, what factors were discussed in measuring any ROI that's needed for this podcast? podcast to continue on with the project because it does take time mm-hmm. from your schedule to, to do what yeah. you need to do at Genesis. And and again, this is counted as your work, yeah. but at the same time, there may be other things you can allocate your time to doing. <laughs> right. yeah. um, what Was there any discussion of ROI? And if so, mm-hmm. what does that look like and how is it ever changing? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I can answer first, Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like one of the things that at least Mike and I have talked about is, you know, the ROI for us is probably going to be a little bit further down the road. Um, just because, again, we're thinking of different ways that, you know, people can see our authenticity and see how we're different. And, you know, building a relationship with us is so important. So, I mean, in terms of like the amount of listeners, the audience growth is like one big indicator kind of data point that we're looking at. Um, We're starting to do like paid advertising right now uh, in terms of directing traffic to listen to the podcast. So kind of looking at those numbers as well. Uh, But again, the biggest thing now, since we're still relatively new, is, you know, just to continue to get more guests on the platform. Um, and then equip the guests with, you know, what they need to share it with their own network um, once their episode goes live. So we don't have any, like, uh, very strict plan, I guess, in terms of the, uh, you know, looking at our ROI. 
Um, I'm sure, you know, once we start, uh, well, we're actually growing pretty, pretty well right now, um, organically, and then also, you know, with the paid advertising. So um, it's just going to be kind of looking at that as we go along. So I wouldn't say it's like something we're constantly thinking about right now, since we're still relatively yeah. new. I'd say it's a marathon, not a sprint, as you right. kind of yeah. like to say, because sure. we have we have big visions. Like I said, right now we set up our studio for audio, but we've started messing around with video. We're, we're ordering mm-hmm. some new tables and some new equipment to be able to be able to upload our videos and have some Facebook live streaming. We really want to do some community events, live podcasting, go on the road. And we have a few trips planned to the West Coast and certain things to to get other people around the country involved in all this stuff. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I think will help build and just make it a stronger product. But yeah, it's uh, once again, yeah, we, we just released our sixth episode, right? So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. still That's relatively new with things. So, you know, you understand how these things go, but it's uh, it's definitely something we're constantly looking at and making sure that it is bringing back the business and value that we put into it. Yeah, and I would say to kind of further go on to Adam's point is, uh, you know, we're, at least for me, I'm looking at some of the purchases that we do as an investment, not just for the Grow Like a Pro platform, which I see as, you know, kind of standalone to Genesis, um, but, you know, offering that to um, other people who come into uh, possibly, you know, other business owners who come into the office are like, wow, you guys have a studio, you know, would, would we be interested in renting that, you know, to do some of our work too? So that's another avenue that we're thinking about too, is, you know, looking at it from an investment in a number of the different internal companies that we have as well. So um, it's kind of, uh, to answer your question, it's, it's a little bit hard to measure the ROI, you know, for, just specifically for Grow Like a Pro because it's kind of being used in a number of different ways. Sure. Typically with an interview format, it's more of a, a networking opportunity. Mm-hmm. So how is uh, your interview format allowing you to showcase Genesis marketing expertise? How are you getting that accomplished? So there's there's kind of a twofold way that we look at that. So we bring in the conversation. We, we don't want to be that selly pitchy podcast Correct. because that turns people off. And instantly. you're not yeah. doing that for yeah. sure. I think there's an, there's an art form to this. I, and I and that's why I wanted to dig into <laughs> yeah, how, how you're that. approaching right. doing that. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's very important to make sure that it stands alone from Genesis, but not like by itself or, or stands mm-hmm. aside from it, but not alone. You know what I'm trying to say with that is that we don't want it to say, hey, this is Genesis. Hey, this is Genesis. Mm-hmm. But the way we do it is once again, having that authenticity, getting people to like us. Because, you know, podcasting in my, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. And what I've really learned too is that the, the content in the podcast is important. It's very important that you're knowledgeable, you're factual, you say everything right. But what people come back for a lot are the people, are the actual mm-hmm. individuals. They want to be a part of a community. They want to be a part of a family. So when people are in your network and when they join you and they say, you know what, I like this guy. He's very relatable. I trust him. He's 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 kind of aligns with my core values and stuff. That may have that may force you or not force you, but maybe incline you to look up who what does this guy do? What is what's more of what he is involved in and how can we be see more of Adam or see more of Jason or how can we get more involved in this? And as you said with the networking and stuff, we we have these guests on but also what jason and i do we do our standalone podcast or we do some other fun podcasts where we'll take a concept like we did a toys r us episode a few weeks ago because you know they've had the issue where they went bankrupt and they were going away but now they might be coming back so jason and i had the idea let's mm-hmm. talk about toys r us let's talk about the history but then let's convert that or take that conversation 
and take it to a more marketing and branding and rebranding yourself. So mm-hmm. we're giving our tips and ideas of marketing and helping your business grow. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the beginning, we say we're sponsored by Genesis. This is what we do and throwing that in there. But it's kind of organically giving people knowledge and information and not really trying to like preach to them, but just say, hey, we live in this industry and we know these people and we know these ideas. And these are kind of the ways that I think can really help you grow and there's ways to get in touch with us and kind of lead that into something more potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's a, uh, was it Steve Martin who said, be so good that they can't ignore you. <laughs> so I think <laughs> right. that's right. like, you know, a- Adam can do his skill sets I, I, are things that I don't have and vice versa. Everyone on the team offers something really, um, I guess, particular to what they're focused on and passionate about. That's why I, I love it. It's like, you know, as people kind of get to know us, they're like, wow, you know, I really, how can I work with you? So it ends up almost being like, we're never asking them in some cases. It's, it's just a natural, a natural progression that happens that they're like, wow, you know, you're not just this normal salesy kind of person that I'm so used to seeing, or, you know, I get that contact form on my website all the time. Hey, we can help you, you know, improve your (laughs) SEO and all this kind of uh, junk. And I'm like, that's not where we're coming from, you know, by, by people kind of connecting with us and building a relationship with us, they're like, wow, okay, these guys are really different. They're actually, you know, um, they're thinking of us as, you know, we're, we want to advocate for them. You know, we're, we actually will treat, you know, your business like our own. We're not just here to kind of take money. We're here to actually help you grow, you know, achieve success that you want to achieve. Has the podcast been important in the blogging that you're doing and vice versa? I would say, yeah, I mean, Jason Jason does a lot of the content creation and blogging, so I'd be curious to see what yeah. you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, not to give too much away, Brett, because that's a really good question. <laughs> um, but I, so I actually... No one listens to this podcast. <laughs> you're fine. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> well, like, you know, Adam's writing, you know, for IGN. I do, um, I'm a contributor for some of the largest mm-hmm. uh, publications on medium.com. Uh, so I was just accepted into Hacker Noon, uh, which is like the fourth largest publication on Medium. Uh, and I think it's uh, in at least a couple thousand uh, placement in terms of the Alexa rank. So it's Great. not quite IGN, Adam. But <laughs> it can't all be IGN. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> competition going on here. All right. <laughs> Fights, let's do it. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, so that's something that we're very much starting to focus on. Um, So I'm actually working on a podcast, a blog post right now that's going to be in a publication on, like, you know, my favorite uh, podcast of 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to put in, you know, our podcast in there as something that it's a personal project that we're working on. So excited about it. So it's kind of an idea that I'm putting value out there again at the end of the day. You know, Adam's the same way. Every article that, you know, we want to put out, it's it's a focus on it's it's delivering some kind of value or entertainment factor uh, to the end reader. But then there, you know, there is a call to action for people who want to know more. So, yeah, we're, you're going to if you follow our website, subscribe to the podcast, um, uh, even follow uh, Adam or me personally on our some of the work that we're doing, you're probably going to see a lot more of the blogging aspect of, you know, what we're doing with Grow Like a Pro. So right. um, and it's probably going to be a important factor for some of the guests as well, uh, just to share, you know, some of their platforms that they're doing um, as well. Right. So your early stages of the podcast, obviously, but are you seeing some growth for search for the websites, time spent on the website? Are you seeing some analytic love from the podcast at this point in time? 
Yeah, uh, actually, Mike and I uh, just talked about it yesterday. So um, it's a little bit difficult to track because, you know, he he just started um, doing some of the paid advertising to get traffic to the site. Um, But yeah, I mean, looking at our like um, Adam chose uh, SoundCloud for where we, you know, host the um, the audio episodes to go out. So we've been seeing a I don't know how how would how many listeners in terms of growth would you say it's like. Well, we're up to, I don't know, at least uh, 10 every 24 hours, Okay, uh, 10 new listeners mm-hmm. every 24 hours. And it's, you know, again, it depends on because we haven't done too much paid. We just started the paid advertising, mm-hmm. so it's going to take a little bit of time sure. to see that return. But most of it, uh, all the data now that we're looking at has been like guests and their network, like social media. They're sharing it out. Um, so, yeah, some of the next upcoming episodes actually are we're expecting to be pretty big because yeah. it's going to go out to a lot, a large I mean, network. That's, that's so. another brilliant thing about, you know, the Grow Like a Pro show broadcast is that it's it's got that having these guests on, it's it's marketing itself. So mm-hmm. it's, you're having that whole extra arm of people where you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something Ron always used to say is like have people carry your water, have people help yeah. help carry the load and stuff and because these people want to share their story and share that. So that's that's just another venue that helps get more eyes or in this case ears on it <laughs> yeah and one thing that adam always says too is you know the um rising tides raise all ships exactly so that's like where we're coming from too it's like sure we'll help you you know promote your platform and i would hope that you would do the same with us too yeah. so it helps everybody yeah exactly the synergistic win-win. partnerships yeah win win <laughs> win in some cases yeah right <laughs> well that's a good transition into marketing um how did you decide on your publishing schedule I mean, you could do weekly, you could yeah. do bi-weekly, you could mm-hmm. do monthly. How did you come to this so, decision? So we, we um, I mean, I listened to a lot of podcasts and we talked about this and we were saying, well, you know, will we have enough content? Will we be able to have enough guests? And that's, we came to the idea where, you know what, we should do a weekly show. We should do it that, you know, even if we can't get guests for a while, we're, we have enough, there's enough topics in the world to talk about and make a yeah, show about it sure. and speak for 45 minutes to an hour. So it's not mm-hmm. like we're going to be you know, hurting for content. But another thing that, that I learned and that I really truly believe and appreciate as far as podcasting goes, and even, you know, in business and life in general is consistency. Mm-hmm. And we've decided on the schedule of doing Thursday morning at 6am every Thursday, 6am, no matter what happens, we're always going to have a show going live because once again, when, when people start listening to your show and listening to your podcast, there's an expectation when, when, if it goes, I mean, I, I listen to some shows, there's especially some, you know, in the gaming universe where if a show's an hour or two late, you'll have people saying, where's the show? What's going on? I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is. I yeah. mean, cause it's it really true. Cause is. like it's part of your, it's part of your routine. Yeah. Yeah, and we, right. and I like the 6am because it's something where you can wake up and a lot of people listen to podcasting in the car. Mm-hmm. So they'll on their way to work every Thursday, they'll know, you know, I have a new episode to listen mm-hmm. to. So yep. they have that because it's not, Oh, when is this going live? Oh, there's another episode. Oh, I forgot. It, it becomes part of a routine that every week grow like a pro 6 a.m on thursday when i'm driving to work i know i'll I'll have a new i'll be able to hang out with adam and jason for an hour and do that stuff so that's something that i really once we i mean we went back and forth with how we wanted to do it but something that i really preached was consistency never missing an episode and making sure it goes live at the same time and just doing that all the time and making it like a comfort, like people know it's going to be there for them. Yeah, for you sure. had a little bit of that training in writing blogs, correct? Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. definitely. When, when you're writing for one of the largest yeah. in, <laughs> in, in the universe, uh, they expect content from exactly. you at X amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need, right. I mean, you need to get content going or what's the point? I mean, it's right. like, yeah, if, when mm-hmm. things are missing, then 
Yeah. Views, views drop, subscribers drop, things drop, and it's, it's you got to gotta keep it going. <laughs> you got to keep that train rolling, as yeah. I say. What are you offering your guests to help them share your podcast? Um, episodes. $500. <laughs> You're the folks doing that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, we, we obviously, we share the links. We, okay. we, we do, we always love to take a picture at the end and we, we are going to put it on our wall, like part of our studio. We're going to have, you know, a wall of guests and things. We had this idea of doing things, but, you know, having, you know, just to share, just letting people know that, hey, we're going to be posting it at this time. We're going to start posting it it's it'd be nice to share tagging it tagging each other back and forth giving people the knowledge of the the right social networks to share the right things to make sure people aren't you know we actually had an issue with, with the company last week at, at, at a different company where they were tagging the wrong company in all their social <laughs> oh, posts yeah, yeah, yeah. so i mean it's a, like i mean communication i think is one of the biggest gifts you can give somebody mm-hmm. in my opinion because yeah. if if you're not sharing the right message or you're screaming it at a wall over there when people are looking at that wall it doesn't yeah. do anybody any good. So, right. you know, just making sure we give people the tools. We know when it's going live. We know when they can share it, what they can talk about. What We, we like to ask the guests, too, what do you want us to highlight? Is there anything mm-hmm. that you want us to really, you know, in our posts and even in our conversations that you really are passionate about and really like to do? So it's kind of a, a group effort making sure that we're hitting all the targets from both parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we... Um, before every recording, we we love to just kind of sit there and talk with the guest. Um, so I'm, uh, and I think Adam's the same way too. I don't want to uh, speak for you, Adam, but um, I'm a huge experiential person. So like creating an experience for someone is very important. So like the first moment that they kind of walk up to the door is like that that mo- that has to begin with a good experience. So you know, giving them a good tour of the building and the the grounds and then the um, you know, the studio, making the making sure they get water, coffee, you know, anything that they need to make them feel more comfortable. Because, you know, the last thing we want is the guests to, you know, f- feel a little anxiety or nervousness. Sure. But, you know, everyone has that to a certain extent. But try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. And again, like you said, Brett, it's, you know, we want to have a, a, a conversation style. Um, and that's what, you know, it's a conversation with friends and that's the best, you know, cause that's so authentic. People can tell when you're not, you know, you're kind of faking. Oh, yeah. So it's having so that experience is so important. Um, and then, you know, after that, we usually talk for a good amount of time too. Uh, cause uh, I don't know about you, you Brett, or I know Adam kind of gets the same way, at least for the shows that we've done. We, you get so pumped up. <laughs> do. I mean, it's like uh, an icebreaker. It really is. Shut the recorder off yeah. and it's like, yeah, see you later. Sure. Yeah, exactly. it, it doesn't happen. No, you spend another half hour just kind of defragging that's after right. that. And you kind of go, right. why aren't we recording this? Too? I know. Right? <laughs> we actually, it we had that conversation, I think a few always. weeks ago where it's like, yep. you got to just, uh, I needed, I, I started learning this too is when you end the show don't actually hit end like right. keep it going yeah, right? when you, before sure. you record just yep. record the 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 testing of the levels the because preamble so yeah some, the preamble yeah. because sometimes yeah. the best things come from that's, those moments that's right. when you're not actually recording and you're like man i wish i had that you know <laughs> we actually started we will release this probably maybe for a year anniversary or something but we started compiling like a blooper reel yeah, <laughs> like those fun yeah oh they're, they're the best they're, so i have this whole great. folder of all of jason oh, and i's things where we're just like, <laughs> it's what, pretty what did you just say oh it's great like adam well yeah i don't want to give too much away but adam recorded me doing something really stupid uh, like what last week yeah something like, the, like the batman theme song <laughs> oh yeah yeah he was, was like, like playing oh it God. on looping and i'm like oh this is so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing so microphones are like lubricants oh my god and sure. just see how much you can get away with yeah. and just having fun uh-huh. which is good though because it, it can be intoxicating yeah, as well it is. but you want 
to be a part of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Just, that's the whole thing. Do. You want to be a yeah. part of the party. You want to yeah. be a part of the like. You want to be our friends, which that's what we yeah. like to say. Like we, right. we want to be that. We want to be your friends. We want to be part of your everyday and your network and things. Yeah, for right. sure. Social media strategy. What did you decide upon for the podcast to get the word out? So I know. I mean, I know Jason, and he can go into this a little more. We talked about we started doing some paid advertising, and we started doing mm-hmm. things. And one of the biggest issues that we had was coming up with a name because we wanted all the the same name for all of our networks, and we went back and forth with certain things, and um, we came up with you know, grow like a pro show is one thing that we really like to do, but on Twitter. The W doesn't fit, or the O, the last O doesn't fit. <laughs> We're one character short from Girl Like a Pro, so that kind of like yep. screws everything up. So that's one of the most, that's one of the most challenging things, especially with like trying to get those handles because mm-hmm. it's it's easier to find. But um, yeah, it's just trying to make sure you have a consistent message across all platforms. You're not leaving one platform behind mm-hmm. because there may be some people that really focus on those platforms. So yeah. you want to make sure all the cross posting, cross promotion is in place. Um, once again, getting that post live right as the episode goes. So people know it's ready to go. If there's an issue communicating issues, because when you set an expectation and you don't hit it, that's when huge problems happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's if, if you say, Hey, we're having some technical issues or something happened. We're not going to be able to release our episode till like noon on Thursday, or maybe we can't do it till Friday or something. It's a lot better than someone op- opening up their phone and have this whole idea of, oh man, I got my long commute. At least we have Girl Like a Pro in this podcast. Yeah. Where is it? What, what's going mm-hmm. on? So I think communication, once again, transparency, authenticity is is, is hugely important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and in terms of like when it goes live, like when an episode goes live, I usually share... Um, you know, a little bit of information, tag Adam in it from my personal platforms. Um, and then I will, um, I, it's usually like, you know, one of our social media team members that handle um, scheduling a post from the Genesis um, social media accounts. So, and then they'll tag us in that as well. Um, so, you know, we kind of try to hit it at a number of different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually from that, by that point, you know, the guest is tagged. Um, they're usually sharing it with their own network. So, um, it, it again, it depends depends on the guest because uh, every guest is going to be different um, in terms of their network. So uh, we're getting to the point where, you know, we're at we're going to be asking them, hey, you know, what's the best strategy or way that you want to be tagged or, you know, to share this out with your own network as well. Um, you know, we're talking about um, equipping people possibly with uh you know, send, sending it to their email lists because um, that's okay. very important. You know, an email list, having an email list today is uh, huge in terms of getting a, you know, building a, a, an audience, a tribe. So, you know, talking about that. But again, it's we want it to be authentic to that guest. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have that kind of cookie cutter approach. So, you know, Adam has been really good at kind of balancing me out in that way. Because <laughs> sure. and that's another really good benefit for having two uh, two get, uh, co-hosts, you know, two uh, two hosts is that, you know, Adam is a good kind of a lens. Like if I'm thinking of an idea, I'll talk to him and he's like, nah, well, maybe we should do this. And, you know, vice versa. We kind of have that uh, rapport back like, and forth. Yeah. So soundboards going back and forth and yep, sure. an idea, see what sticks. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's nice to have someone else hear your idea and perfect it or do those mm-hmm. kind of things. It's always helpful. Yep. You mentioned earlier artwork is done by somebody in-house. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how did that come about? Did the person volunteer? You say, hey, we got to have somebody do artwork. Go ahead and do this place for us. I, 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 I'm looking at this as don't allow the artwork to be a stumbling block. Right. Mm-hmm. It's important, but at the same time, there's got to be somebody 
on staff at a business that would be willing to put the artwork oh, together yeah, for, for you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so how, how was that process? Was it point of finger? Would you do this for us? Or, so, you yeah. Know, so you know? we have, I mean, we have people on our team that are very, that have incredible eyes for design and for our work and have all that stuff. So it's, you know, kind of a no brainer when we started this, that was part of the conversation was, are you guys okay with de- like designing up some logos and ideas and artwork and things? So it was a pretty easy conversation. I mean, that's what's the benefit of working at a company like Genesis is we yeah. got, you know, you have those people mm-hmm. that if someone is starting their podcast on their own needs to maybe outsource or look for other mm-hmm. things, but it's nice to be able to have a lot of these things in off in certain, you know, in a, in our office. Yeah. And, um, Another thing that we really tried to stress is we wanted that we wanted to have a, a logo or a type of thing where people can identify with that, you know, fits well on a mug or on a T-shirt mm-hmm. or on a hat. Because mm-hmm. when people are out in the community and they see that logo, it should be a feeling. I mean, we that's what we talked about with our once again with our Toys R Us ad. And, you know, even with Ron Greenbaum with the basement doctor, mm-hmm. when you see Ron's face or when you see Toys R Us or when you see these things, you have a, like an intrinsic feeling you have a actual reaction to what you're seeing. There's memories that come up mm-hmm. or your history with the brand or good or bad feelings with sure, certain things. Sure, it can go either way. Exactly. Sure. So yeah. that's what we tried to really do is, you know, we want to obviously say that we're a, a podcast and we're a radio thing, but also have a cool kind of logo that's catchy and does does stuff like that. And also make it, we don't sound like a landscaping company with Grow Like a Pro. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, um, in terms of like getting a, like the design of the, the current logo, I know that like I think you and I Adam were just sketching out yeah. different ideas, ideas and then we sent, gave it to the designer uh, and then she kind of you know worked up a number of different concepts and then I think from there you know Adam gave a few other like um, I guess points to revise it um, and then we've settled on uh, the final logo so I wasn't too long I no because like I said I mean another another thing I do like I, I'm a very my like stylistic choice is very minimalist. I like having mm-hmm. that nothing too complicated or flashy or things. Just something that gets the message across. And mm-hmm. we kind of have the idea of, yeah, with the microphone and kind of the growing the symbol too. So it just, it makes sense. It's something yeah. that it's, it's not too in your face. It's not too crazy, but you get it when you look at it. So. Well, and you're dealing with a thumbnail artwork. Yeah, exactly. So you can't put a ton of stuff right, in exactly. there. Right, exactly. You can't have all this it, text or it these It has to things. look pretty clean exactly. in all the different podcast players. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Namely iTunes and, mm-hmm. and Apple Podcasts. Of course. Um, so yeah, you don't want to stick too much into that. Knowing yep. okay, it's got to be applicable where most people are going to see this. That's right. Well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. A lot of different hosting platforms available. I know you, I'm sure you did the research. Um, why did you choose SoundCloud to go with? So we, I mean, we went back and forth. It was actually interesting when I started doing podcasting in um, man 2012, I think it was. I use this platform called Blog Talk Radio. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with sure. it. But, oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. It still exists. Yeah, it does. I Under mean, a, a bigger umbrella right. company. But it's, Bach, a, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a really mm-hmm. interesting company because they, they really try to position themselves as having those live radio stations where you can have people call in and do stuff. So mm-hmm. when I started doing that, it was it was nice to be able to do this. But I don't know. It's It seemed like there were a few limitations and things that I, I didn't really give us quite what we wanted. And one of my friends who actually designed some of my theme songs for our other podcasts he's he's used soundcloud a lot and i mean it's a very popular name and it's an easy way that that integrates well with all the other platforms and things and doesn't really give me too much pushback and things and it was just uh mm. it was just an easy way to host and get things rolling and and kind of get things so it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't too crazy of a conversation just something that i've been using for a while mm. and has been just kind of a point of comfort because i 
like I said, I've been working on it for since we switched from blog talk in maybe 2013 or something. So sure. when we started to grow like a pro, it was just an easy switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. One of the ones I, w- I was used to working with was a Libsyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's another good one. That was one that we kind of went back and forth, but I relied on Adam's experience yeah. just cause I was like, Hey, I've never, you know, done this myself. I've worked with putting the content out there from a Libsyn account, but, um, and that's what, you know, having the team again, kind of have a really good flow uh, to get the content out there was really important. So yeah, SoundCloud has been awesome so far. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of podcasters use that as a stumbling block. Which one should I go with? When should, right. Which one should I go with? Well, first of all, you can switch at any time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's right. easy to transfer over. Most of them make it easy to go from, yeah. for example, you start on Podbean and you don't like Podbean, you'd rather go with Spreaker or of course. go to a Blueberry. They mm-hmm. work with you. As long as you're doing a bigger brand name yeah. of a hosting mm-hmm. platform, just do a little research. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. really comes down to the nuts and bolts for the team members. What do you like? Do you yeah. like the look of the embed exactly. player, if nothing yeah, else? Right. Lo- there are That's a lot a of variables there. They're all about the same price point, yeah, quite frankly. True. Yeah. And knowing, answering all those questions ahead of time of how many times you're going to publish per month, yeah. how big are the files and such – They'll help you yeah. make mm-hmm. a phone call. <laughs> exactly. Or the help bubble comes up, ask the questions. <laughs> yeah, what do you they, need? Most of them play well together. Yeah. And again, the price points are about exactly. the same when it comes down to it, if you are paying for a hosting platform. And, and yeah, I mean, especially what's nice with SoundCloud, I mean, it's a huge company, very reputable. Mm-hmm. So you know they're not, their servers aren't going to go down. You're not mm-hmm. going to have any issues with that. And sure. also, when it comes down to it, as long as it's getting it on iTunes and Google Play, that's, that's a huge thing, too. I mean, Correct. that's where most yeah. people are listening to it anyway. I mean, yeah. Like I said, so some of these other hosting services, people do go there, so I'm not discounting mm-hmm. that or anything, but the majority of listeners obviously come from people using iPhone or their Google okay. phones. Right. Yeah, and Brett, you brought up a really important point that some people can kind of use that as a stumbling block. Um, I'll, no matter what it is, you know, whether you're talking about marketing or even science or, you know, um, I was talking with a business owner today about a new project that they're thinking about doing, and they're like, wow, this these data analytics are just awesome from this tool. And I'm like but will that help your customer? So you always got to focus on the end user, you know, the people you're trying to serve at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, um, because you got to have that as your priority. You can't get kind of, you know, caught up in, uh, hey, does this tool, you know, is this tool cooler? Does it have, you know, the more gadgets and that kind of thing? It's like, Watch out the, for the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, like what what is the best thing that's going to be, you know, the best fit for the team and then deliver value to the, the user? And we kind of talked a little bit about that too with the analytics for the podcast yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. You can rattle off a few numbers and such with that SoundCloud tells you what's going on or any mm-hmm. platform, but there is a rabbit hole there that you ex- mm-hmm. you got to watch not going down. Yeah. Let your podcast develop exactly. over time yeah. worry about the content exactly. more than about the exactly. numbers the numbers will take care of themselves yeah you get too and caught up in that it's it's, yeah. it's dangerous it, it is <laughs> uh that's exactly the way to put it it's dangerous because yeah. it, it's t- total distraction yeah you focus on the wrong things right. your content will suffer you'll get it'll get in your head like mm-hmm. just you got to keep going and just believe in yourself and know that what you're doing matters and you're taking the right steps it's 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 very important mm-hmm your recording space, what's it look like? What are you doing? I know you talked about uh, changing it yeah, up and making yeah. it uh, even better in your eyes, mm-hmm. whatever that is. I mean, th- there's no definition to that other than what of you course. want it to be. But uh, what space are you using and, and what's incorporated in it? What are you doing with it? So right now we took over a room that used to be kind of uh, our photo editing room where people we had some setups where they would take product 
shots for the basement doctor and things like that. And then we converted it to kind of the studio. We repainted the walls. We kind of fixed some of the outlets and all this stuff and added internet. And then we put up some, you know, some soundproofing equipment. We're not, it's, it's, we're not quite there yet because we're, we have a big conference room table that's a little too unwieldy that we have to like keep sideways so it's not great for video so we're in the process like i said of ordering new tables of we already bought some you know gopros and some other equipment and and video equipment to start filming and getting things up there and kind of do that but we we got the basic stuff i mean we got a huge deal from bnh and we got a whole bunch of nice mics and and soundboards and all this stuff so we have a lot of the really really high-end equipment and stuff we're just trying to perfect and get our studio to the next level like i said which i think the next step is is video because mm-hmm. we're getting audio at a pretty good a pretty good place but a lot of money and value can be had with a video so mm-hmm. it's another touch point exactly yeah. why not take advantage of it yeah. when you have a studio that you do want to put on video exactly and, and it's comfortable and everybody looks good yeah and mm-hmm. and it, it, it works for the viewer the mm-hmm. end user of course right. why not do it why not mm-hmm. exactly right. that's yeah. the thing why not yeah the editing and mixing of the audio, again, I keep mentioning stumbling blocks, but yeah. it's but it's all these little pieces that right. have to yeah. come together. Yeah. Uh, how do you get that done? Once you record, it's done. What's the process of editing, mixing, and, and getting it uploaded and publishing? So I handle a lot of the editing and mixing, and I do it through GarageBand. Okay. Yeah, just do you know, it's a nice, nice, easy, simple way to kind of <laughs> have mm-hmm. nice control over it and things. Mm-hmm. And I've started messing around with Premiere Pro and some other things once we get video rolling for certain editing and stuff like that. But GarageBand has been pretty much my bread and butter of, you know, it's just very easy to clip things out, trim things, kind of have multiple tracks, put in the audio, put in the video, certain transitions and stuff. So, um, yeah, I just I take that. And what we do. So as Jason mentioned earlier, when we started that whole process from May till when it, our first episode was released, what, in September maybe or something? Uh, yeah, I think something, so. I think September. We had a backlog of about eight shows or something. So we obviously, when we went them live, some of these people were talking about timely things or like even Ron in his old episode or his, sure. his episode was like, I'm doing all this stuff in June and we released it last week. So what Jason and I do is the week of whatever show we're doing, we'll come in and we'll just have a little banter back and forth for an intro and an outro, just kind of saying, hey, this episode was recorded before. What else is going on? How are you doing? Certain things, just like a little mm-hmm. two, three minute mm-hmm. thing to say, hey, this is what's happening. So part of that goes into the editing too, just making sure people understand like when they're listening and they hear someone talking about, oh, next week is is Thanksgiving. And they're like, what? No, it's not. That's what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> so it's once again, it's it's something that we really value and try to just make sure people understand what's going on yeah. and it's usually adam making fun of me so it's <laughs> <laughs> so easy man like, you're ready for it <laughs> so future plans for the podcast uh any changes, tweaks you're thinking about? I'll look for we're, a new co-host. So. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I love you, Jason. <laughs> we, just, we just laid it out there in the world. Well, that's that news to me. Wow. Send, send resumes to hello at. Yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, do you also see this podcast as a template for other marketing groups? I, 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 I would I, say yes. I mean, I, I think it's. Without stealing your ideas, no, of no, course. No, but. But at the same time, it's getting accomplished what you want to get accomplished. And here's what I think is so valuable for other marketing firms and other businesses that kind of take this kind of process that Jason and I have started doing and are trying to perfect and things is when you're trying to meet people and you're trying to network people and you try to bring people into your office, there's it's different when them walking in and going into a conference room and starting to talk business. The way we do it is you come in and you hang out and you have a conversation with friends and you do this. So then when you have the meeting, 
you already know each other. Mm-hmm. You already have background. You have some history. So I think it's a very valuable tool to really help people get into your business and get into your network and let know who you are before they decide if they want to actually do business with you. Right. Yeah. And one of the biggest things, too, for me that I kind of pick up on when we're interviewing a guest is I identify their pain points in you know hearing their story with their platform whatever it is that they're kind of talking about and then you know in a follow-up meeting afterwards i can usually speak from those pain points hey you know you mentioned this is you know there any ways that we could come alongside you and help you solve that issue in the best way possible so yeah i mean it's very important conversation pieces i think um through the interview yeah and then as far as future plans i know we've talked about this a lot but um, once again, having it a little like your setup is <laughs> getting more video, getting yeah. more yeah. things like that and getting getting. I think that's really the next big step. And as I mentioned previously, we want to do community events. We want to do live shows at places. We want to travel and do, you know, on the road cast and do more vlogging and things and just make it more of a we're, we're a whole you know network of us doing all kinds of fun stuff. Yep. So what advice would you give a business owner who's looking to get into podcasting? Obviously, you're eating your own dog food here. (laughs) So you would advocate, yeah, podcast is good for your business. We do it. See how easy it is to do and such. But there are a lot of moving parts to this. Of course. You know, and and now that we've all been a part of it, you kind of go, yeah, it's all done. But somebody looking at this, we've talked about a lot of different things here. Right. So key people that should be involved, uh, and again, advice to a business that would be looking at this, what would you say to them? So I would say if you have that idea, I think it's important to take a look at your team, to take a look at who you have there, who would be a good co-host. Do you have the tools necessary to be able to edit, to be able to do this? And if you don't, who can you get? Who, what partners do you work with that you think can fill up, fill that slack and make this happen? But, you know, one of the biggest things that and it's the biggest advice that I, you know, my dad always used to say to me all the time is, and you know, it's a, it's a famous tagline of a company, but just do it. Mm-hmm. Like you learn while you do it. Uh, the biggest problem, I mean, this is something that I actually learned being an IT manager for eight years. The biggest roadblock for people is the unknown, is the idea that I don't know this, I can't do it. This is too complicated, but mm-hmm. just Google it. Like I've learned so much of my skills from just Googling how to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it, they've made so many tools, especially nowadays. I mean, it was a lot harder maybe 10 years ago or something, but so many people are doing podcasts and so many people have ideas and there's, so, there's a lot of easy ways to start. You can go on B&H right now and buy a podcasting starter kit for a few hundred bucks, maybe less, or depending on how sales and deals are going. And you just have to get and just start talking. I mean, you could even start doing it on your iPhone. You just right. see how it goes. Like, if, if, if anybody's listening to this, just take one of your friends at your office, sit in an office, sit in a conference room and talk about something for an hour and see how easy it is. You're, right. just, you're just hanging out. Give it a trial and, and, yeah. and hit delete when you're done. If exactly. you don't ever want to keep it or but yeah. I would suggest never delete it yeah, because right, you never exactly. know when you might want to exactly. pull back on. But this was our beginning 10 yeah, years ago. It's kind fun. Of thing. I mean, that's yes. a great thing to do is, yeah. is do that. And um, I just I think the biggest like I said, that unknown, I think, is the biggest roadblock of people that. You just can't be afraid. I mean, all these people, these entrepreneurs, especially that we interview and these people, they found this level of success because they just did it. They weren't afraid. I mean, if you fail, you fail and you move on. But like if you fail at the podcast, what's going to happen? Nothing. (laughs) It's like there's not a lot of risk in it, but there's a lot of reward and a lot of fun to be had. Mm -hmm. And it's and I I don't think you should if you are kind of overwhelmed, you should not be afraid to reach out to to you or to us or to friends or people in your network Mm -hmm. because. Like I said, if, if people are doing this right, they want to help you. They want to help because in helping you, it's helping them. It's helping everybody grow. And it's a, it's a very valuable thing that is really not too crazy if you have certain things and certain ideas. But it's uh, 
I think the biggest roadblock is just that idea of, I, I don't know, I've never done it before, but you know what? People say that a lot before they do something and yeah, then, yeah. you know, Mozart happens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And I, I mean, to go on Adam's uh, points too, is I, I think one of the biggest things that you can see from both of us is that we're, we're very humble and we're very open and wanting to learn from other people. Um, I know Adam loves to learn new things. I love to learn new things. So I think one of the biggest advice is, uh, pieces of advice I would give is find a podcast that you really like and study what they're doing Definitely. and kind of model that after, you know, your, your own platform, figure out what's working, what's not working. Cause you know, Adam doesn't have a degree in gaming. He doesn't have a degree in writing. Uh, not that I'm aware no, of, <laughs> <working>. uh, <laughs> I don't have it, a degree, but, but put enough hours in your yeah, professional, exactly. right? Yeah. That's like, how it is. You know, like uh, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank and some of the, I've worked with uh, a few billionaires and then I've worked with people that are solopreneurs. And one of the most common things I've noticed is if they don't know how to do something, they find a mentor that is in a position that they want to be in and they learn and kind of follow along on that path. So that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I would say is, Definitely. you know, do that. Where can they find your podcast? They can find it on iTunes. They can find it on Google Play Store, on um, Stitcher, on all these things. I mean, those are kind of the main place. Obviously, SoundCloud, because yeah. those are, those are, that's where it's being hosted. So yeah. those are kind of the main yeah. ones, but we try to get it, you know, to as many people as you want as well as the genesismarketinggroup.com webpage. We have a whole section built out for podcasting where you can learn more about the guests. You can see pictures. You can see show notes. You can see other things about if you want to get involved. If you love the guests and you want to get involved with them, you think they may be a good fit for you or you want to learn from them, we, we have a lot of information there as well. All right. And I would suggest go to the dot .com first. Yeah. 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 That, that's yeah, the best absolutely. way to learn more about what you guys beyond listening yeah, to of this yeah, full sure. episode, but at the same time that you get to see faces to, mm-hmm. to names and, and also previous guests. A little easier to navigate yeah, because definitely. it's on your big screen to see what's going on. So definitely. thank you for being a, a guest on this podcast. Thank I appreciate it. Pleasure, I, Brett, uh, yeah. you know, the focus is to really demystify a lot of what mm-hmm. uh, a business can do with podcasting and, and your perspective and your analysis of everything has been and in, it's in, in, been in, in, insightful and, and worth a million bucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, and, 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 and hopefully we can help everybody grow like a pro. Definitely. Absolutely. That's the dream, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Oh, I found one of our new Vauxhall Griffin editions. Yes, what comes as standard? Standard? Well, alloy wheels, sat-nav, aircon, DAB radio, Bluetooth, smartphone projection and USB connection. Wow. Is that everything? Sorry, forgot the colour touchscreen. Buy a new Griffin Edition, Adam, Astra, Corsa or Mocha X Plus and get a whole host of features as standard. The Griffin Edition range. All Griffin, no bull. Visit your nearest retailer now. Vauxhall, British brand since 1903. Participating retailers only. Limited units while stocks last.